Welcome back to Warrior's Dispatch, your source for insights into the world of private security contractors. I'm Scott Salzman, and in this edition, I'll delve into the murky ethical territory surrounding military contracting. While contractors take on vital security work, they also confront complex dilemmas. Should they take any client? When does following orders cross the line? How far will firms go to maximize profits? So today I'm going to talk about navigating morality in war zones, as well as industry reforms aimed at raising standards. Ethics matter, even in private militaries. So join me as we explore the gray areas where military power meets moral principles. Private military contractors confront dilemmas daily in the field that test their principles against harsh realities. How far should they go to complete an assignment? Do profits justify certain clients and actions? And who is ultimately accountable? One common scenario could involve being tasked to guard a compound in hostile territory against threats. If locals approach too close, the rules of engagement may dictate firing warning shots to keep the perimeter clear. However, those shots could accidentally strike innocent civilians, especially women and children. The contractors may debate refusing based on principles, but they could face punishment or charges of negligence if they don't follow orders. Another situation could involve witnessing human rights abuses by allied forces or clients while deployed in support roles. Speaking out could mean contract termination and threats to safety. But remaining silent enables atrocities. There are no easy choices. Contractors hired to raid terrorist compounds may find women and young people also inside. They have to weigh completing their mission versus avoiding non-combatant casualties that could jeopardize hearts and minds or cause public outrage if revealed. These kinds of scenarios illustrate the gray areas that PMCs routinely encounter. Life and death decisions get made based on ethics, orders, self-preservation, and consequences. It takes a moral compass to navigate appropriately. Industry groups have pushed voluntary codes of conduct and accreditation programs to address ethical problems. But compliance remains inconsistent and enforcement is limited without broader reforms. So there are many flaws and limitations around self-regulation in the private military contracting industry. For example, codes of conduct are voluntary and they lack a means of enforcement for firms violating principles in practice. Any compliance that happens is often superficial without accountability. Uh, accreditation bodies have narrow membership, so many contractors slip through the gaps, untouched by any standards of oversight. Auditing and reporting requirements are light, making it easy to hide malpractice. And transparency around incidents is lacking. The focus is on basic legal compliance versus broader ethical practices. So difficult issues like acceptable civilian casualties are just avoided. 
Uh, the movement of contractors between accredited and non-accredited firms allows ethics washing of bad actors. In war zones, the temptation to cut corners for profits and speed is high. And self-regulation can't address this culture by itself. Uh, while voluntary efforts raise awareness, real change requires systematic reform and maybe even some legal obligations with teeth. Otherwise, unethical forces and contracting persist despite superficial improvements. Some nations have passed laws extending jurisdiction over contractor crimes abroad. But legal ambiguity persists over complex issues like the use of force by PMCs. So there are significant legal gray areas. For example, rules of engagement for contractors are often ambiguous or contingent on circumstance, providing wiggle room and judgment calls on applying lethal force. Classifying civilians as potential threats in asymmetric conflicts blurs the lines over proportional response and escalation. It's not clear if contractors can be prosecuted for excessive force like their military counterparts, or if incidents involving PMCs just get brushed under the rug. Nations hiring contractors sometimes exploit legal loopholes on jurisdiction over any criminal acts abroad. Local laws may also be minimal or not enforced. Determining liability when uncontrolled or unauthorized use of force leads to civilian casualties can be complex, usually falling between the firm and the client nation. Standards and norms over force protection versus restraint simply don't exist. Most firms emphasize force protection regardless of the broader impact. Overall, the legal picture is murky, providing inadequate accountability. As private forces expand globally, clearer laws and standards around the use of force are badly needed. Expert consensus holds that firms must take prime responsibility by instilling ethical cultures valuing, valuing lives over profits. Training, leadership principles, and accountability measures could help align field decisions with human dignity. Some ways that PMCs might strengthen their ethics through their organizational, organizational policies include training. You can require regular, scenario-based ethics training, confronting gray areas, and highlighting moral courage. Evaluate decision-making. Uh, leadership principles. You can develop clear guidelines elevating ethics over profit-seeking and expediency. Emphasize dignity and human rights. Accountability. Establish oversight committees with disciplinary power over unethical acts separate from management. Maintain whistleblower protections. Vetting. Thoroughly screen contractor applicants for red flags around excessive force, misconduct, and extremism. Uh, community impact assessments study and minimize the disruption to local populations during deployments to maintain goodwill. And finally, incident reporting. You can mandate full transparency around any questionable or unlawful uses of force through external channels. By ingraining ethics across all operations, 
firms can align field decision-making with principles rather than blind obedience. This builds a culture of moral responsibility befitting the power they wield. Navigating morality in war is fraught with hard choices. While progress has been made, the industry still has far to go. One thing is clear. Military force and human conscience can't be separated, nor should they be. This is Scott Salzman, signing off for now.